Hello, everyone. This is interesting. We're on a podcast now. Um, but welcome to the first episode of The Unload. I'm Elliot Fryer. And I'm Annie Bojanowski. Wow. This is real. Here we are. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> so we are, we both work for Tushy, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, team Tushy as it is. <laughs> and um, I would say we're like besties now. Yeah, we're like siblings. Actual siblings. Yeah. People tell us all the time. Um, but Annie, like... So what is this podcast about? So basically, we spend three years on the toilet, so why not make it entertaining, you know? Like you could scroll through Twitter or do something really boring, or you could listen to us talk about butt health, have some interviews with some really cool people, learn about who knows what. We've lined up a few really cool people to talk with. Um, so we're excited to share that with the world. Exactly, yeah. So we'll be talking about like a bunch of cool shit and more recent one, like including environmental innovations um, that we're really excited about because Tushy is really driven by sustainability. We'll be talking about, as Annie said, like butt health. We'll be talking about badass people of all types and doing some little Q&As or I guess poo and A's, um, <laughs> which um, brings us actually to what you'll be listening to in a second. So we have the pleasure of chatting with Dr. John Cluley, who is a board-certified gastroenterologist, and he also runs the Instagram account FitGutMD. Um, We were so excited to ask Dr. Cooley our burning poo questions, including what we should eat for better bowel movements, um, how we should clean ourselves after pooping. Um, Spoiler, he's a tushy bidet lover, of course. And why the hell we get hangover poops. So without further ado-do, Annie, I guess we'll go into this new this new podcast arena, right? Ooh, let's do it. All right, here's our chat with Dr. John Cooley. So you're a gastroenterologist, correct? Can you just tell me a little bit about what that means, what you do? Yeah, so um, I am a, um, a medical doctor, obviously, um, and uh, did training in internal medicine with a subspecialty in gastroenterology, which um, is a specialty focusing on the esophagus, the stomach, uh, the small intestine, and the colon. Okay, we also take care of uh, anorectal health, which is pertinent to you guys. Um, but in short, um, I'm a doctor of butts and guts. That's kind of what I tell people. So. Your butts and guts. Yeah, exactly. that's good. Well, I was saying, even though you're a doctor, but uh, like GI Joe, you're GI John, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, what's the thing that patients most come to you for? What are like the like t- typical reasons someone would come to see you? Yeah, so we get a lot of um, abdominal pain, um, a lot of people with acid reflux, um, chronic nausea, vomiting, uh, gallbladder issues. Um, and then we get a lot of people with IBS, um, a lot of people with constipation. Um, and then we see a lot of hemorrhoids, um, and uh, literally, and and then also patients with hemorrhoids we see. Um, but um, yeah, so um, you know we kind of cover a lot of territory, um, and um, yeah. So so does so does how you clean your booty like ever come up in conversations with um, those patients? Is that like a big part of of this? I think you know if they're having if they're having issues uh, like hemorrhoids, anal fissures. Um, there's a condition called pruritus ani, which basically means itchy butt, um, and you can't we can't find a great reason for that. Um, 
we absolutely talk about uh, anal hygiene and um, the use of a, of a bidet um, comes up a lot, and I've, I've, I like to focus a lot on that with my patients. Cool. So, so in terms of, like, a bidet and tushy, um, so is there, like, a reason that, like, a, it works better for cleanliness? Yeah, so, you know, I think toilet paper um, is, to me, doesn't make any sense. Um, Unless you've got got sort of clean uh, bowel movement with, you know, uh, what do they call that, the Casper, I think, whenever you, you know, you widen, you have, you know, uh, white toilet paper still. I mean, that rarely happens. And if you're getting enough fiber in your diet, you know, I think uh, that's that's rarely Um, And so rather than kind of smear it all around, you know, why not uh, um, wash it gently with some water and then just dab it dry? Um, I think it's great for folks with hemorrhoids. People with hemorrhoids are more susceptible to um, anal fissures and more susceptible to anal leakage. Um, and I think that the use of it um, helps with both of those things. And quite honestly, it just helps you to um, feel better. And I think when you feel better after having a bowel movement, um, you, when your butt feels better, you feel better. That's a good sentiment. I, it definitely is like a feeling. It changes like your outlook and just um, you definitely feel better and just more positive and good about life. Um, so going off of like um, like you're like having fiber in your diet, can you tell me about like what type of foods you should avoid? Because like I've tried to do research on this and there's just so much information. There's so many like those listicle articles where it's like, oh, foods you should eat for good bowel movements or foods you should avoid. Um, so can you like just give me a rundown on like if there are any like major food groups or just like what you can do um, to your diet, especially if someone's like just like the typical diet, what you can do to you know have healthier bowel movements with your diet. Absolutely. So you know fiber is the key, okay, and fiber comes from uh, comes from plants. So it's not in the form of uh, fruits um, and vegetables, uh, leg- legumes, you know, beans, lentils, um, things like that. And I think um, you know I-, I truly believe that we were meant to be. Um, uh, you know, vegetarian or vegan, you know, to have a plant-based diet. And I think anytime you introduce um, a, a lot of animal protein, um, even if it's, you know, grass-fed, you know, organic, free-range, whatever you want to call it, um, that's still animal protein um, that, uh, you know, is, is not going to be good in terms of, you know, the, the, the transit time, the amount of time it takes to kind of get through your system. Um, so what I tell people, you know, it's not it's not realistic for everyone to be plant based and, and vegan, and, and, and I'm not, you know, kind of full disclosure. But um, but I think uh, to, for the focus to be on fruits and vegetables, plant fiber, make those the kind of the centerpiece um, of your diet, whereas the, the meat, um, you know, the animal protein needs to be sort of the the supporting cast, you know, and maybe, maybe even. You know, eat meat two or three times a week, um, but trying to focus on uh, those good, you know, uh, whole plant foods, um, fresh plant foods, not, nothing in a can or a package, um, but sort of, you know, whole foods, plant, plant-based plant diet, I think is the best way to go in terms of having good bowel. 
that's very interesting to hear. See, I didn't know that. And, like, even with doing a bunch of reading about it, it's just, like, like I said, they're just a bunch of lists. But to hear from an actual medical doctor, that's very interesting. And I'll definitely take that advice. That's what you eat. And then, I guess, like, like coffee and alcohol affect you in a certain way. So how does what you drink with, like, coffee and alcohol, um, how does that affect your bowel movements and your digestion? Yeah, so caffeine um, is is going to be a stimulant, so it stimulates um, the colon in a number of different ways. Caffeine itself um, stimulates the colon to contract, but also whenever you have an empty stomach in the morning, and most people, the coffee is kind of the first thing they put in their stomach, so no matter what it is you put in your stomach, it's going to stimulate you to have a bowel movement. Um, so, uh, but in general, and I think most people know that, you know, caffeine uh, is going to lead um, to you going to the bathroom, you know, probably in the next one or two hours. In terms of alcohol, alcohol um, has uh, sugar in it, um, and sugars uh, tend to go through the bowel a little bit quicker, um, and they get fermented as well. So, all of that creates a lot of activity, um, can create a lot of gas and bloating. Uh, but uh, anyone who's had, you know, the quote-unquote beer shits uh, <laughs> the day after a big night out, um, that's what's going on is, is that, that high kind of sugar, carbohydrate load from, um, from alcohol is just sort of making its way through your system faster than you know, something like water or a, kind of a more, uh, you know, a non-alcoholic drink. I think as a society, and that this is what Tushy's trying to do, but as a society, we um, there's a stigma with talking about anything to do with your butts, like health-related or um, like poop in general. Like it's a very private thing. Like we are scared to talk about it. Um, a lot of people like with hemorrhoids, like don't go to the doctor because they're they have a fear of embarrassment. Um, so can you talk a little bit about, first of all, why you think that is, and second of all, if someone has a problem with their body, or with anything like that, with their body, they should just go to the doctor and not feel embarrassed about like these certain things versus other health conditions. Yeah, I mean, I think it's human nature to, you know, um, keep that, that part of your life private. Um, you know, it's kind of a faux pas thing to, it's a faux pas thing to talk about poop you know, um, with your friends or, you know, acquaintances, it's, it's certainly a faux pas to pass gas in front of people, but, um, so these are kind of barriers that, that we, you know, as, as gut, gut and butt doctors, you know, barriers that we have to overcome, um, with patients because, you know, um, the, the sooner we get them to, to open up to us and talk about, um, their issues, the, the better, you know, we can help them, and so, I think you guys are doing a great job of starting a dialogue and um, making making it more comfortable about your foods. And um, I've found that you know since I've been in practice and I've you know become active on social media, you know I've got you know my family, uh, you know they're they're my biggest fans. But but what I found is that you know when we get together as a family, we're we're talking more about that, you know our bowel movements and. You know, it's, it's, you know, five years ago, we might have thought, that, you know, that's gross or that's, you know, not, not pleasant dinner conversation, but, um, but no, I think, I think it's super important. And I have seven-year-old nieces and, you know, we talk about pooping and how, you know, uh, the 
think it's it's good learning for them and good uh, good for them to get in the mode of talking about it. Cool, yeah, and I forgot to ask about your Instagram, FitCutMD. Can you just tell me a little bit about that, why you're doing it, how it's been, um, and what, like, the goal is with that? Yeah, so, you know, I started FitCutMD um, on Instagram a couple of months ago um, because I, um, you know, I have a lot of, you know, people, friends, and uh, people I, I meet at the gym um, that I talk to, you know, so many more, so, so uh so many more people um, outside of my doctor's office that, you know, asking questions. And these are healthy people, you know, healthy people that probably aren't going to make their way to a gastroenterologist's office, you know, a specialist office. Um, and so, you know, a lot of questions about diet, um, food as medicine, and, um, you know, things that, that we can all do to maintain a healthy gut. And um, so, you know, I started, I started uh, it as a, as an outlet for me to kind of reach those people. Um, and it's been, you know, beneficial to them, but it's also been beneficial to me uh, to work with a demographic of people who truly care about their health, their fitness, um, and you know, their, their nutrition, um, because I will tell you that, um, you know, the, the people that, that tend to make them make their way into my office, um, are not as focused on nutrition. Um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of times I think people are looking for a pill to take or, you know, some sort of medication, some sort of quick fix, um, for their issues. And so, um, I am a believer that, you know, we are what we eat, you know, not to be cliche, but um, I think that, uh, you know, FitGutMD has been a, a good outlet for me to kind of uh, get that message out to, to people who are truly uh, motivated to, to, to eat well and to, um, you know, treat their bodies uh, well. So. Great. Well, yeah, especially we've been loving uh, following Thicka and and all that. I personally have been loving seeing all your food stuff and just like the news and the medical industry and all your yeah. pretty pics with like actually good information. So it's been cool. Also, is there like, in terms of pooping, is there a right way to poop? Like pushing or is there a way, like should you just sit there and just like let it happen naturally? Yeah, so, you know, what I tell my patients, especially patients with hemorrhoids, is um, a few things. So number one, you know, if you sit on the pot and you haven't gone within about three to four minutes, you know, let's say, you know, call it the three-minute rule, um, then you stop and you try again later. Um, the longer you sort of sit there and push and you know, try to get it out, um, the more likely you are to develop uh, hemorrhoids and, and complications from hemorrhoids. Um, there... There is some evidence that um, uh, sitting on a toilet is not really the natural way, the, the way that we were meant to uh, poop. And um, so, you know, some advocate uh, a stool, you know, to put your feet on a stool to sort of have your knees kind of tucked up closer to your chest while you're pooping, and it creates a better angle for you to, um, to evacuate. Um, and lastly, um, you know, you asked about pushing, and I, I, would, I would strongly 
dissuade people from doing that, um, you know, kind of similar to the three-minute rule, you know, you sit there and, you know, kind of like Princess Elsa, you just have to let it go, you know, and, uh, and don't push, and, um, you know, if it's going to come, it's going to come, so... Amazing, like Princess Elsa. That's amazing. Well, thank you, um, Dr. John, and I'll see you on uh, FitGutMD Instagram. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, Elliot. Take care. Thank you so much. Wow. That was our first podcast. <laughs> Did you like that interview anymore? What'd you think? Yeah, that was awesome. He, I loved hearing about the right way to poop. You know what I mean? Like, I never thought there would be a wrong or right way. So that was really interesting. There's such a right way to poop. And a yeah. right way to clean. Yeah. We yeah. We totally know all about that. Obviously. Um, So thank you for listening to our first podcast. Of course, follow us on all our social media. um, And go to hellotushy.com and read the posterior, our blog. Um, We post a bunch of cool stuff there. And check out our website if you're interested in learning even more about this pre-filled world and cleaning up your shit. Go to hellotushy.com. Right. And um, thank you for listening to our first podcast episode. So exciting. And this has been The Unload, and we'll see you the next time we unload. Yeah. Later. Bye. Or deuces. That's our out. Oh, yeah. That's it. Deuces. Deuces.